episode 7 of the Crochet Circle podcast. This episode is called Buzz Buzz Buzz. This episode is sponsored by Knit It, Hook It, Craft It and Lynn Rowe Knitting and Crochet and you'll find all links to our websites on the show notes. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Hopefully you're all well. You all right then? I'm fine thanks. Yeah it's a bit wet today but yeah we've had some nice weather so not been too bad. Yeah it's uh, in Scottish parlance we would say it's three. Oh. Three just means like dim and green a yeah. bit. Yeah. Drizzling. Nerve. So, welcome into episode 7. This is, uh, as Lynn said, Buzz Buzz Buzz. Um, We've called it Buzz 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 because we are busy little bees at the moment. Yeah, very busy. (laughs) We were pulling together (laughs) the show notes for this episode late last night, emailing each other back and forth. And uh, yeah, it's all a bit lastminute.com, but hopefully... It'll be fine. You won't see any of that, it'll be (laughs) absolutely fine. So in this episode, we have got yay crochet or nay crochet. We've got um, the next step of our crochet journey and the standard magazine roundup and our standard finished objects, FOs and whips, our works in progress. We've got feeding the habit, um, in which case I will also be talking about um, five rays to my shenanigans there. And we've got a segment on the book that Lynn and I have been working on, and so we'll give you a bit more detail about that. Um, We've also got the beginnings of a yarn club review, which is something we've had feedback on from from crochet circlers, saying that they're interested in that topic in particular. And then we'll finish you off with what's good. Mm, We will indeed. So, before I kind of whip into ye crochet or nay crochet, Well, we wanted to say a huge thank you for all of the people that download our podcast. We've had just over 4,100 downloads, which we really didn't have any expectations for the podcast when we started. And it's like we send little messages to each other going, "Ah, we're at so many thousand. And it just is really fabulous that we've got so many nice people interacting with us on Ravelry and on Instagram and on Twitter. And it's just... It's lovely to be building up those relationships with people. And we've got some real stalwarts within the group that are always active. Some people that sit on the periphery, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, we've got some, some really lovely people that engage with us on an almost daily basis, actually. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, it, it's worth um, checking out our uh, links in the show notes, yeah. because if you want to follow us on any of those um, social media sites and Ravelry, all the details are there yeah. and like Faye said you don't have to be active and join in sometimes it's just nice to read what other people are doing yeah. have a look at other people's work it, it can inspire you sometimes little questions spark off a little sort of um bit of you know chat about a particular aspect of crochet mm. so it can be helpful so yeah you can join in or sit on the sidelines yeah. whatever pleases you really yesterday i was having a whole conversation about um brooches and shawl pins so it can be anything really we've talked about knickery last day yeah we did we've had all <laughs> sorts, sorts. <laughs> and what i would say is in most places you can find us as crochet underscore circle so that's that's our handle for most places and you can get all of our show notes at thecrochetcircle.podbean.com. And they're really comprehensive show notes as well. So pattern information, we put all of the web links in there. We name check all of the designers. We take a lot of time to give the most comprehensive notes possible. So if you haven't been checking them out, I would say please do go and take a look at what we've got within there. 
Yeah, they're kind of like a, a blog post almost yeah, in themselves. Is, yeah. So you don't even necessarily have to listen to the podcast if you didn't want to. If you just wanted to read through the, the, the show notes, you would actually get a really good indication and flavour yeah. of what we've been chatting about. So, yeah, they're quite detailed. They are. So, actually, what I should have said to begin with is that I'm Fee. And I'm Lynn. <laughs> just because you might have heard us over and over, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know which one is which. So Faye is the Scottish one, yep. that's what we generally say, and I'm the not-Scottish one. And just to warn you, I beasted seasons one and two of Outlander, so I finished it on Monday and my accent just was becoming more <laughs> and more Scottish to the point that Matthew would ask, my husband would ask me a question and my response would be, oh no! <laughs> I've got quite a tame, quite a mild kind of Scottish-Irish accent and oh, by, by Monday night I was full Highland. <laughs> I was going for it. My kilt was swaying. <laughs> I think it's quite funny, isn't it, when you when you um, are from an area with quite a strong accent, it doesn't take long if you're with people oh. from your native area that you suddenly start talking. Yeah. Um, my husband is, is from Stoke-on-Trent and he, he's purposely changed his accent so that he doesn't sound stoking just for work purposes and that he sounds you know he does a lot of talking a lot of presenting two minutes back in stoke and he's trying he's to there. buy something and, and haggle a prize straight back into his stoke accent yeah. fantastic for, um, great. For, for those of you who don't know uh stoke accent look and book is yeah. look and book, and, book <laughs> and um duck Ayopduk, Ayopduk, um, all yeah. sorts of things, which I've probably picked up a little bit from yeah. him. I I sometimes say say the odd word, but yeah, it's uh, it's quite funny, really, and nice. Yeah. yeah, lovely. So yeah, apologies. I try and speak quite slowly, purposefully, because um, sometimes my accent can be quite hard to understand. So my name is Fay, which is F A Y, and any time I introduce myself, people go Fee. <laughs> no, it's fee, fee. No, it's fee, fee. No, and then I just turn to Matthew and go, "Can you please say it?" And he'll go, "It's fee." And they go, "Oh, fee." <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I do try and speak slowly for the podcast so that hopefully you can all understand me. So that's who we are, and what I also wanted to do was just quickly say hello to some of our listeners we kind of call them um the crochet circlers so what i did was look at all of the ones that are on ravelry and then i did a quick random number generator just so we could say hello rather than trying to catch the newbies or um it just gave us a chance to be able to name check some of the people that are in our That's crochet nice, circle yeah. group on ravelry so i picked five randomly chosen and i'm just gonna have to do because my notes are hidden by the lampshade. <laughs> so the first one is called Sinaloon, which is a lady called Aurora. And we also have Sibo Sibo, which is Kerry. Fee Mackim, which is Fiona. I'm guessing she's Scottish. That sounds, sounds Scottish, Scottish, doesn't yeah. it? We'll have to investigate further. Yeah. Um, Pipsworth83, who's actually Pip, who comes to Wool Gathering, yeah. which is the knitting and crochet group that I run. Um, so we might see her tonight, but hello, Pip. <laughs> and um, also a lady called Astrid. So hello all of you Hello. Folk. We will probably do this on a monthly basis and just randomly pick five of you and give you a bit of a shout out and say thank you for joining our Ravelry group. And then I took it a step further and thought, because if you download the Excel document for who's in your group, 
then you can find out where their birthdays are. And I was like, oh, I wonder who's got a birthday. <laughs> That's a good idea. Close to when um, this episode will go out. So we're recording on Thursday the 25th of August. Yep. But actually it will be edited and then uploaded on the um, 2nd of September. Yep. We always upload um, the first Friday of every month, but we record about a week in advance. So Julie's Gems which is Julie, unsurprisingly. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! It's your birthday. <laughs> Just, I think it's at the very end of August, so you are the one that was closest to the 2nd of September. So Brilliant. happy birthday happy to you. Happy birthday. Thank you for joining the group, and uh, hopefully you have a great birthday. And it might just be worth noting, if it's the first time you've listened to us, that we're taking turns doing the introduction mm. and leading on the podcast. So one month it's Faye, so this month it's Faye's turn. Yep. And then the next month, it's my Brilliant. turn. So just in case you think, you know... It can be it a bit, can be a bit imbalanced. imbalanced. But that's why we, we take in turns. And it just means that with one person taking the lead, then they do the majority of the show notes as well and the thinking behind the podcast. So it just helps to even it out a little bit. So next month, Lynn will be on lead and... I'll be the one interjecting. Yeah, it just then, flows better yeah. as well, doesn't it? That's the yeah. main thing, really. It just yeah. helps it all to flow a bit nicer. So yeah. yeah. So shall we uh, move on to ye crochet or knee crochet? We shall. What do you have? So I'll go first on this one. So recently went on our family holiday. So you might notice I'm a little bit tanned. Look, look. just for stark contrast, <laughs> I'll give you another Scottish word. I'm Peely Wally. <laughs> and Lynn is very brown. <laughs> uh, like I am milk bottle white and Lynn is very, very tired. Yeah. So we went to Portugal, which was really nice. So it was just myself, my husband and our youngest, who's our son. Our two girls didn't come with us. They're a lot older, so uh, they don't come with us anymore. So yes, we went on holiday and after a couple of days, I started to notice a few crocheted items. Good. Yeah, I thought, oh, hang on a minute, has that lady got a crocheted bag? So, you know, I yeah. kind of hovered around. Yes, indeed, it was. I'm <laughs> just imagine you like, on holiday <laughs> sitting behind bushes waiting. <laughs> Actually, what I ended up kind of doing that. That's not a surprise. Well, the first thing I noticed actually was I was walking behind a lady and she kind of had a long cover up. So she had a bikini or a bathing costume underneath yeah. and then over the top with this long sort of mesh top mm. dress sort of thing it was really really nice actually and that's what caught my eye I thought yeah. oh how nice that's really lovely gathered in at the waist she was lovely and slim and quite young but she looked lovely in it and so I kind of quickened up my pace <laughs> so that I could walk behind her, behind her to try and determine if it was knitted or crochet and I think it was crochet I don't think it was handmade at all okay. I think it was um you know a, a, a bought from a shop but nevertheless it, it was like a, a long stitch so I think it looked a bit like a, a double treble yeah but all the way along mesh really really nice and that was the first thing I noticed and then I think the next day I noticed a couple of crochet bags and I thought oh hang on a minute on trend yeah, we're getting we're getting in the swing of things here and then I think in the evening I noticed about three or four people had crochet tops on they were a little bit neon pink so a bit 
bright for my yeah. liking, which is why I haven't said whether I've got a yay crochet or a nay crochet, because actually it's, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> one moment it was a yay crochet, the next minute it's like, oh, I'm not so sure about that one. Yeah. So yeah, these very neon pink tops, but to be fair, some of them were children that were wearing them, so they looked oh, lovely on them, but I think I did see a couple of adults in similar things, and I thought, hmm. Okay, not my cup of tea, no, but, but you know, fine if, you, if, each, if it's yours, each to, so each to their own, absolutely. But I think the, the, the piece de resistance was, I did actually see a crocheted bathing costume. So I'm walking along... So hold on, male or female? Female. I'm desperate to see a man in a <laughs> no, bed of crochet <laughs> So I've been to get a drink and I was walking back and I thought, oh, hang on a minute. I spy a crocheted bathing costume. So I stopped <laughs> to pretend to do something so I could have a little look. Um, obviously didn't want to make the lady feel yeah. uncomfortable. Luckily she was asleep, she had her eyes closed, so that was good. So I could actually stand, pretend to do something and have a little look at this crocheted bathing costume. So in effect, it was almost like a bikini. So it yeah. had a top part and the bottom part, but then joined so, together with just a very yeah. thin sort of middle bit. So uh, her midriff was kind of showing yeah. apart from the, the centre bit. So quite revealing, mm. you know, if you, I suppose if you wear a bikini, it's no more yeah. revealing than, than a bikini. But yeah, a crocheted bathing costume. I think do it was th- cream in colour. Do you think it was handmade? <laughs> No, I don't think it was Sam. You think it was bought? I think it was bought. Wow. You know, it, it looked really like a bought piece. Did it have like lycra underneath it? Or it was, did have okay, something so underneath fine. it, yes. It wasn't, wasn't just um, like unlike, No, my daughter yesterday was going out. This will be Izzy, I'm guessing. It'll be mm-hmm. Izzy, you guessed correctly. Izzy is a dancer, so... She's quite flamboyant. She's, she's very she flamboyant. So yeah. she's going to Manchester. Bear in mind, it's a really busy city. And she was all looking lovely. She was going to meet her friends, going to a dance class. So she had yeah. some quite loud jogging bottoms, uh, well, lycra sort of bottoms on with um, her training shoes, the dance shoes. And then she came down in this crocheted little top that she has, and it's a cut-off, so it just comes underneath, you know, it's like cut-off, yeah. shows your midriff, and has like a tie around the neck, but it's mesh, and it's big mesh. Yeah. Well, she thought putting a skin-coloured bikini underneath, well, it wasn't even skin-coloured, it was animal print, so a bit like leopard print, she thought that that... <laughs> made it look fine yeah. and I double looked double you know had a look and I said Izzy you can't go out in that top and my husband's like well, you can't go out in that she have got a bikini underneath I said yeah but the bikini is kind of skin coloured with little bits of animal print yeah. on so it doesn't look like but you've got anything on also I've never like mentally paired up a crochet top and a pair of jogging bottoms before. Well, yeah, to meet. <laughs> Izzy is something yeah. else. So anyway, I actually made her, I did put my foot down. Normally I, she goes out and you just think of one. But I said, you know, you need to wear a black top under the mesh yeah. because then it's actually, you'll have people following you. And I said, you know, 
It's not good, is it, really? She's, she's in so, a yeah. different So, no, it wasn't um, that kind of crochet yeah. top bikini uh, where you could see everything through. It was actually quite nice. Yeah. But I did hover around and I did keep going back, hoping the lady would be stood up so I could get a better look. But no. But no. So it looked nice. How she was laid down some yeah. and she did look nice in it so it, it left a nice impression yeah so crochet is... has been quite large this summer i think yeah, it's it featured has. quite highly mm. on the high street i think it does most years but i think it's most been a little more year, prominent definitely so yeah crochet nay crochet yay a little bit of both, kind of in you? between yeah how about enough. you though? i have a yay so my uh my crochet yay is one of the designs that i've done for the book and it's actually it's a bag it's a crocheted bag and the reason that I'm putting it as my yay is because I was doing it over a weekend the actual crocheting of it it's taken me a while to come up with the design concept with something that I'm happy with and on the Sunday I thought I'd had it finished and you know when you go to bed and you're just like okay. it's not quite where I want it to be and so come Monday morning I ripped it back very very carefully and then redid the flap so that it comes down to a waterfall front. I think when you design it it's really important if you don't feel happy with something yeah. you do have to rip it out I mean there's just no way around it yeah. really if it's plain on your mind when you go to bed you know it's not quite what you wanted it to be so yeah yeah. So the yeah the crochet was that I took the time out to get it mm -hmm. to be exactly what I wanted the nay was the yarn that I've used is a mohair and Wensleydale mix, which means that the fibres really knit together. And when you try and undo it, it really doesn't <laughs> want to. So I did that thing. There's um, People always say that you should put it in a poly bag and freeze it. Yes. Have you tried yeah, that? Yeah. That probably works for lots of the other yarns. Uh, not so much for mohair Wensleydale mix. Yeah. So it was a really painstaking thing to rip it all back. But actually I'm now so chuffed with the final... It's really nice. Oh, I'm just... yeah, it's lovely. I've always wanted really to design nice. a crochet bag and I just, I'm so pleased with this it's one. It's lovely. I can't wait to make mine. Yeah, so that's my crochet yay, is but actually nice. take, knowing that I'm unhappy with something yeah. and taking the time to pull it back and go at it again and just accepting that it's worth the time rather than just being utterly unhappy with something. And I've got a good example of that in my FOs as well. I think it's um, a point as well for designing. Um, sometimes if I'm stuck for time, I might ask somebody to knit something up for me. Yeah. But that means you have to design the project up, write up the instructions and then give it to somebody with the yarn to knit up. And it just what you've just said you well. it echoes how i feel about doing that which yeah. although it's really helpful you can't actually see if it's working or not because for me when i'm designing something yes i design it out on paper i have exactly what i want in my mind it's not the same though but is it, it doesn't work no. sometimes it just doesn't work so it is really uh, it's a hard process if you're passing your work out to someone else to knit up or crochet up it it's, can be difficult so, turned around to something positive, good. which was, that was good. We'll move on now to crochet journey. So, those that have 
and been with us before will know that this is about looking for stylish garments to wear and the journey that it takes from finding the right yarn, finding the right pattern, maybe substituting your yarn. We've gone through all of those steps. And um, so where we're at in the crochet journey now is about some finishing techniques for pulling your garment together. So I'm going to hand over to this one. So yes, um, there's different methods really to crochet garments together or garments or any piece of crochet really. Now I find that the easiest method is when I'm joining work that is just simply double crochet so it's just rows and rows of double crochet and the reason that that's nice and easy to do is that when you place your two pieces of work together you can then join them through the row yeah. ends of the double crochet. It's very easy it's, to see isn't it? You can it? put one stitch into each row end so it's nice and easy yep. it creates a really neat edge and yeah love it so um you can go round corners you yeah. know you can literally just crochet things together with a double crochet yeah and it, it's neat it's quick and it's easy to do yeah and it actually fits in really well with the project as well so it's as a piece it's very cohesive yeah. So you can, um, when you work, when you join your work together with a double crochet as well, it is quite stretchy. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have a bit of give in your seam, you need to use a double crochet. The only problem is that if you join in a garment and say you're joining down the sleeve and down the side of the garment, if you use a double crochet, it will give you a little bit of stretch you have to be careful that it doesn't then sort of make it a little bit wavy so the, the way around that though is you could miss out a double crochet every so often just yeah. so that the the seam is ends up the same sort of length that you want it to be you can use a slip stitch so you could slip stitch together instead of using double crochet however that just doesn't have any give so it's quite fixed so for instance i've just finished a blanket and i used slip stitch for my blanket because i didn't want it to have any give i wanted i'd um, blocked it all out perfectly and i just i wanted it to be i didn't want it to move anywhere yeah and also with blankets as well if you use double crochet to join the seams on the right side of the work it does create a ridge yeah. So then you have a visible seam almost. Yeah. It can be incorporated into the design of the blanket, which it often is. But if you don't want a visible seam, you can join them on the underside of the blanket. Yeah. And then you probably use a slip stitch. That, yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. So uh, the trick comes is to when you're not joining double crochets, so it isn't all nice and neat and straightforward. Because if you have a treble stitch, a treble is quite a high and stitch, and, it, and if you then put your side your pieces together, the row ends are um, the, the the treble post will be on its side then because you're joining the row ends. So it's quite a wide space. So if you yeah. try to do a double crochet, one double crochet into that space, it isn't enough. So you might have to do two double crochets into into one treble um, underneath one the post of a treble. But then if you do two into every treble, it will be too many. Yeah. So you kind of have to just work it out as you go along. 
is quite tricky, but also it does create quite a big gap. Yeah. So again, it's a bit similar with a half treble. So, you know, I was saying to Faye earlier, sometimes I'll avoid using a treble stitch in a, in a design because I don't want to have to faff around with the joining and I don't want it to look unsightly. And I guess it's a difficult thing to convey in a written pattern yeah, as well, exactly how you would match yeah. up and get a really good looking finished yeah. piece. You can't really say, oh, you know, join it together <laughs> with double crochet, but just see how it goes, yeah. and if it gets a bit wavy, yeah. just rip it out. You can't put yeah, that yeah. in a pattern, it's not well, acceptable. You could, people just wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, so um, what I tend to do with when I'm using the longer stitches is I'll use a wool needle and yarn. Mm -hmm. And then I will whip stitch, which is where you're literally just going over and over. So you come from the back to the front, and then you go back from the back to the front, back to the front. One side, one piece to the other. But I don't go underneath the post of the treble. I kind of poke my hook through. If you look at the post of a treble stitch, there is almost two twisted bits of yarn mm -hmm. that make the stitch up. There are two pieces of yarn, so I'll put my hook in between so it's like going through the treble stitch itself yeah. and then that doesn't create as big a kind of gap or hole so that's how I would get around it but Faye got around her garment in quite a clever way actually yeah so um you remember me um talking about my Liala top which has got a it's um different segments so one is solid and then lace and then solid and then lace and what I couldn't see was how, when I was going to join it, how the lace pattern could be joined together mm -hmm. and looked and looked good. And this is the first crochet garment that I have ever made. It's my it's my first and only so far crochet garment that I've made. And I wanted it to be really well executed. So what I actually did was added um, when I had this two separate pieces, I went up with the a row of double crochet first on both of the pieces and then I joined them together with a whip stitch so whilst it does mean that I've got a line down but it's nice and neat but it's neat yeah you just it, frame the the, yeah. the pattern then doesn't it as well yes it does and it frames it all the way up and round the arm hole area and then it works I think quite nicely because the arms have then got um, rounds of double crochet yeah. and so does the neck so I made that decision based on knowing what the rest of the pattern would look mm -hmm. like. But I honestly think that had I not done that and I was just trying to seam together yeah. two bits of lace, it, it wouldn't have looked great, nice. No. It, it wouldn't have looked as good as this top does. And then um, the whip stitching is lovely. It's really nice and neat and you can't see it from the front mm -hmm. of the garment. So that worked really well for me. But what I would say also helped is I blocked this to within an inch of its life. Like they were measured and measured out so that um, I could, in and I think I'd done that, I'd blocked it before I added the double crochet on so that I knew that I had the same measurement to go yeah. at and I counted the number that I'd done on one and made yeah. sure that I replicated it on the second Yeah, it's part. always good to do that because if you're joining two pieces together, you really do need to have the same number of stitches on each piece yeah. so that you can go one into one. I mean, if, if for some reason you haven't, um, 
I think I did it once with a knitted blanket where I had some fair isle squares and I had some stocking stitch squares and because fair isle is tighter um, creates a, a tighter tension I had more stitches on the fair isle squares yeah. by about 10 actually because quite like big squares and so what I had to do when I was joining them together with mattress stitch was to every so often I mean every two or three stitches I think it was I had to skip the fair you know the top stitch on one, on the mm -hmm. fair isle square you couldn't really tell but after I knitted all the squares up I thought why did I not just change my needle size and then I would have had the same number of stitches but you know you just learn yeah. these things as you go mm -hmm. along you think oh yeah perhaps I should instead of thinking I have to knit this blanket all in the same needle size needle. I could have easily avoided all that by just changing the needle sizes so yeah these things just matter of experience really yeah. Yeah. how do you darn in your ends so I if you've got them so some people are clever enough to crochet, crochet in their ends over. as they're going which only works on certain rows yeah. and certain stitches you can't mm -hmm. do it for everything no, if your stitch is quite lacy, you can't really crochet no. over the ends. But just, if, yeah, it doesn't work because no. you can't track, you can see them anyway, especially if it's a different colour. So if you're doing a simple blanket, say, that's um, striped and it's treble stitch and you change colour every row, you would have an absolute yeah. mass of yarn ends. It would probably put me off, actually. But Worms. Yeah. So what I tend to do is when I change colour, I will hold, you'll have the old colour, yeah. you'll have the yarn end and you'll have the yarn tail of your new colour as well. So for me, I wouldn't want to crochet over two strands of yarn because mm -hmm. that would be quite thick. So I will you take one strand and I just hold it over um, the top of the work. So yeah. where you're going to crochet, just lie it sort of along the working edge and as you cr go into the stitch with your hook and you pull the yarn back through if if the yarn tail is lying on top of your work you'll it, catch it's it in trapped in it's trapped in okay so i'll go do that for maybe about seven or eight stitches but i'd still want to have a good length of yarn remaining and then what I do then is I would thread that onto a wool needle at the end and then I will go back along. Yeah. So I always weave one way. And then And back. then make sure, so when you get to the end, so say you go under five or six stitches or through five or six stitches. So the very last stitch that you've yarn is coming out of, you don't go back under that one or it'll just all come out. Yeah. So you go over the top of that stitch and but then through. through. And really, that should trap in the yarn yeah. enough for it not to unravel. Yeah, and it works particularly well if you're using a wool or a yarn that's got some kind of fibre showing, some kind of um, halo to it, because mm -hmm. by doing it in one direction and the other, you're really knitting those fibres against yeah. each other and securing them down. And if you don't have yarn that is of that kind of content, then the other way around it is when you come up and over, you can try and go back through the yarn that you've just put in one direction. So you're basically almost going through the middle of it and mm -hmm. splitting that thread, mm -hmm. and that's another way of doing it and trying to knit it in, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's, 
they're not a lot of things I would say oh you must never do that with crochet because I think there's lots of things in crochet and knitting too that it's a personal preference yeah. so the way that people hold the hook and yarn for example a lot of people will say to me oh you know my friend said I'm holding my hook wrong yeah. and I always say no there is no wrong way to hold the hook and yarn it's however suits yeah. you there is a conventional way but that doesn't necessarily suit everyone for yeah. different reasons but there is one thing I would say never to do with crochet you're going to tell me is that the thing I've just said no is yes. to just <laughs> literally tie no. yarn ends together in a knot what and just, then snip them off so I that you've got little finger. tiny oh. I just <laughs> listeners I just gave you like a school mom finger do not do, <laughs> do that do not do this yeah so don't just have all your yarn ends when you finish your project and think oh I can't be bothered to weave these yarn ends I'm just going to tie them in a knot and then snip them off yeah because I'm going to sew the cushion together and you won't see them okay it might work but if those if your the yarn that you're using isn't a natural fiber even worse because it can be quite slippy the yarn and so that knot just will not stay yeah. in a knot it will come undone so if this knot comes undone and you haven't woven it in then your work's going to yeah, come your undone entire piece you know come so you do have to take the time to always make sure you leave at least eight to ten inches of yarn when you cut it off what no, centimeters right okay. yeah sorry eight to ten centimeters that's fine you... yeah about about eight to ten yeah. inches <laughs> waste all your yarn yeah waste all your yarn yeah. just all the bits you're gonna pull no i'd say about ten yeah eight to ten centimeters it long enough for you to thread it onto a wool needle and be able to go one way and yeah. weave the other that way. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made at the beginning of my crochet and knitting um, career, mm. hobby, was I just wasn't leaving a long enough length yeah. at, the, at the beginning. And if you, if you by accident snip the yarn too short or you literally are mm -hmm. at the end of a ball and you have only got, you know, four centimetres, don't worry because what I tend to do is... I'll thread my needle, not, uh, sorry, leave my needle unthreaded, put it into the stitches where I want to go, and then once it's in, with the eye of the needle just sticking out, then thread your tiny yeah, end on, and then pull are, it through. So cheats. you can cheat. I have also played yarn chicken before now, and been like 40 centimetres short to finish off a project, and cut all of the bits on my yarn yarn worms that's what I'm going to call them from now on cut all the yarn worms spit splice them together yeah. so that I've got enough to finish off a project yeah, because I've just needed such a small amount yeah, another good reason that. for using wool yeah. spit splicing yeah. and you can yeah. salvage that yeah. if people don't know what spit slicing is so basically <laughs> it is a bit grim you'd have two ends of yarn and it only works apparently with your own saliva Oh, and it doesn't work with water. I don't really know if that's know true. What, what else would you test it with? Like someone else's. Ribe either. So, yeah, some else, that magical wool that'll only work with my spit. And so what I tend to do is wet my hands. Look a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so you have you both of your palms of your hand are wet and then literally <laughs> rub like that so that the two little ends of yarn roll together. And if it's natural yarn... It, it will, will it come will, together. 
ease together. The only problem is it c you have to be careful that you don't create a, a thick, a bulk, a bulky bit of yarn. The, I mean, the other way around that is if you've got a yarn that's got even or even like if, if you were pulling together two three ply yarns, I would take an inch of one of the plies in the three ply yeah, yarn and then the other side I would take yeah. two of them out an inch's worth and then, and then you can pull them to the same mm -hmm. section together and then yeah. and spit splice them together and you can what, however many plies you've got make sure that you're evening up the plies what I would say with that though is when you when you do that you have to be really careful about where you splice them together and when you do that rubbing mechanism you can actually create so much friction and really condense the ply as well so sometimes you might be better off leaving an extra ply in there yeah it just depends a, on the yarn that you're using yeah it's one of those sort of try it out and, yeah. and see but, but i i hate 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 weaving in ends so yeah. i will i will try and spit splice anything well it's neater anyway yeah. it, it produces a neater finish because if for example more so with knitting i think it's more important because if you're working in stocking stitch and you have a knot where you've yeah. tied your yarn and then you have to weave the ends in to the back of the stocking stitch it's so visible yeah. and it's so unsightly so you know if you're not using stocking stitch it's not too bad you can hide it more especially with garter stitch or something like that but, um, you know, I would not join my yarn in the middle of a row. Mm. If I know it's going to run out and, and the yarn isn't suitable to splice it together, I would make sure that I've already changed my yarn to a new ball or to yeah. a different colour at the beginning yeah. of the row. And then it's easier to, to weave in. Yeah. Or if I'm working in rounds, I mean, that's difficult because you don't really have a seam. But I would keep them all at the beginning of the round mm. so that everything's in a line one thing to hide it's not all it's dotted around the whole yeah. project so what we'll do is pull together some links for you Lynn and I will look out some what we think are good tutorials on finishing that will show you probably double crochet um, slip stitch and whip stitch whip stitch and also Which mattress, put mattress stitch. in there as well yeah because yeah. Yeah, yeah. I use mattress stitch pretty much all the time yeah. that's my main joining method unless I'm doing something like a blanket where I want to visible double crochet join I might um, I just like mattress stitch I can I'm, I'm good at it yeah. I can hide my seams you know I can make things look like they don't have a seam yeah. I don't know I think you just sometimes some methods are more suited to different people yeah. I yeah. like whip stitch and also mm -hmm. if I'm crocheting socks I will use kitchener stitch for yeah. the toes yeah. um, rather than other grafting methods because mm -hmm. it just works and it's a very fixed way of combining two pieces together that will not budge. Yeah I mean when I'm if I knit a garment I will and the, gar and the pattern instructions tell me to cast off at the shoulder seam I never do I will always either kitchen stitch yeah. the seams together or do a three needle bind off with the front and the back just because it's much neater. It's better. Yeah. Brilliant. So yeah, we will add some um some links into the show notes. Yeah. Because there's no point in us regurgitating what some what we'll find somebody else has done perfectly yeah, well. There's so. some great tutorials yeah, absolutely. out there, so we'll just point we'll you in. We'll pinpoint you to them. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. 
So that was the next stage of the crochet journey. So what's our final stage going to be on that? Will it be wearing it? Styling it. Yeah. Styling a, yeah. good old, uh, a, a good old garment. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Mm. Yeah, how you can dress it up. Yeah, add little embellishments. Or you know what that means though? You've got to parade round in your crochet dry But top. also, we, we both have to have one to wear. <laughs> Oh, that going to happen, I know. End of September, we next record. Yep. Oh, gosh. Let me have, like, half a top on. I'll make her yeah. with a bra and it won't be yeah. a tiger looking one. <laughs> I'll have a t-shirt on underneath. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get So there. next time we'll look at styling mm-hmm. and garments to really make them look their best. Yeah. Because we are style gurus. Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> of course we are, yeah. eh? Indeed. Yes. Okay, so we are magazine reviews. Magazine next review. one. Yes, we haven't got that many magazines this month. I think we've got Inside Crochet. We have Let's Get Crafting, yep. which is the knitting and crochet magazine. Uh, we have Crochet Now magazine, and we also have. Um, I think that's it. I think we only have three. Well, I'm going to add into that the Rowan magazine because that just came out last week. And let me go and grab that. Yep, we have three. And although I also received my copy of Pom Pom, actually it doesn't have any crochet patterns in it this month. Yeah, I think predominantly Pom Pom is knitting though, isn't it? it? And they have started to add in a few crochet patterns here and there, so maybe that'll... um, Yeah. Yeah, maybe that'll continue, hopefully. Yep. So we'll start off with Inside Crochet. We have Inside Crochet, which is issue 80 at the moment. Um, it's still kind of summery theme with lots of um, beachy kind of projects yeah. in there. And Faye's favourite is by Molla Mills, who I do love her work. Yeah, she's, she's got a great she's, eye. She's got a great um, taste and everything. So she has a man's jumper in there, which is quite unusual actually to have a male items in the magazine they don't tend to um cater that no much, and do you know what i really loved about it same with them it's one of the things that i wanted to pick up with pom-pom which is why i mentioned it they've got older models yeah. you know with gray hair yeah. people that nice. have served that's going to sound old have served some time i don't mean like they've been inmates but people have actually <laughs> you know have shown that they've lived some yeah. rather than like fresh-faced but this was Models. quite, um, yeah, it was a nice jumper. It's a stripy jumper. It's worked from the top down. Yeah. And it had a really nice um, embellishment, which was a, a chest pocket yeah. in, in, in like leather, I think. Yeah, like a tan leather. Yeah, so you which can... Which I, I would have, maybe would or would not put on it, but what I liked about it in particular was it was a take on the seafarers um, idea, and it was a really lovely navy, but rather than going with quite a stark white... They've used quite a grey cream colour mm, as yeah. the alternative colour, and it just that to me was really quite elegant. And the guy, I think, has he got an axe? Is he like? Yeah, I think not, he's on the not, beach. He's ready to chop wood. I think not in a not Viking a, type manner, yeah. but yeah, it was just really nicely presented. Great to see an older model on there. Uh, great to see a man. Yeah, he's um, he's been chopping wood, yeah. basically. But yeah, it's it was just a really nice jumper, and I was being a bit sceptical and saying. I bet it's not that nice when you see it up close. And uh, I'm pleased to be proven wrong, actually. When I looked at the more detailed photos in the pattern, 
it's a it's really lovely looking so and um, what inside crochet do with um odd patterns they, they've done it with my lisa sweater is they add extra detail yeah. so there are visual um aids to so you can quite clearly see what you're meant to be doing which is great really so that's this jumper has all those extra photographs yeah really so, loved it. yeah it's really nice so that's inside crochet and then we have let's get crafting knitting and crochet which is issue 84 which i think is out tomorrow um so this is definitely um will still be on the shelves so it's a christmas issue it's a bit odd isn't it because some of the magazines are still very much in that festival look that summertime and then others have gone i would say full-on christmas yeah which... i mean it's seems to be earlier and earlier each mm. year that the magazines are doing the Christmas issues which for me it's just a little bit too yeah, early I would have still like to have seen maybe or, or some autumn. autumn maybe they'll do that maybe next they'll time. do that next time they're getting on to gift yeah. and crocheting and knitting yeah. but I mean it's good in some respects because knitting and crochet takes time so if you want to knit somebody a gift for Christmas and you see something in a magazine you probably need to start if you're me you'd need to start knitting now <laughs> two <crocheting> years ago <laughs> yeah this is for 2017 Christmas for me whereas Faye could probably get her oh, magazine in December and you'd be like oh yeah maybe I'm a scarf or maybe I'd have a jumper <laughs> I wish none of the men in my life will let me make them anything yeah so you know I don't know it does seem a little bit early and I haven't I've seen Simply Crochet but I haven't had a copy through yet so that isn't Christmas that's all to me still I know it's not Christmas but um and I don't think any of the other magazines that I've done anything for I think they've still got another issue before they start looking at Christmassy stuff to be honest so um I think maybe let's get crafting just wanted to you know get Get out there there. Yeah, and get your Christmas bit, knitting are, going, which yeah, is fine. Yeah, they are more gift knitting and crochet, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And I think, Faye, you liked the article. There was a really nice article there on pages 20 and 21 about British farmers. So they're talking to a yeah. couple of British farmers. And then, finally, we have Crochet Now, issue 5, which I love this issue. I think it's been one of my favourites so far. And my favourite was the fact that you got um, a mandala book free with it. So there were nine different desi- designs yeah. within this booklet. But the idea is it's been uh, worked up with Rethink um, Mental Illness. Yeah. And the idea is that you crochet a mandala and you send it in to Crochet Now with a little note about anything about yourself, about how you felt or why you've chosen the colours, just anything whatsoever. Yeah. You send your mandala in and then that gets sent on to another person. So you make a mandala but you will also receive yeah, one in back. return. And I think they're trying to do a link up with local um, yarn shops as well. Yeah, there are. there's you a list of yarn shops and... where you can drop your mandala off if you don't want to pop it in the post, yeah. which is quite helpful. So yeah, I think I've seen on Instagram people have already started making the designs. I mean, you yeah. don't necessarily have to use this booklet. You could just make a mandala. You might have a favourite pattern that you want to use. 
So yeah, you can just go mad, go wild and make a mandala and then send it off to somebody else. Yep. And I think the idea is that, that crochet is therapeutic and the repetitive nature of a mandala, it's quite soothing and, you know, it, it takes you away from any stresses and strains of, of life. So mm. yeah, that's what that's all about. So the, the other one that I wanted to mention was the Ruin magazine. I subscribe to uh, Rowan and that means I spend 20, it's £25 a year for the subscription plus £5 postage and packaging but what you get is um, it's a really good magazine basically I love Rowan actually yeah, yeah but <laughs> it's called Rowan Knitting and Crochet and I'm a massive Rowan fan but when I started looking through the patterns I was looking for all these magical crochet patterns and I'm a little disappointed to be honest. Mm. There are in the in the main body of the book there are forty one patterns. Which is a lot, isn't it? For but it's, it's really a good value, I think. And, and you get two amazing. a year. Yeah. So I think it's a good as far as subscriptions go, I think it's really good value for money. But if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Oh, that sounds good but you only crochet and you don't knit, then I don't think it's a good subscription for you because out of 41 patterns, how many do you think were crochet? Out of 40, maybe about five. Yeah, and it's one. I mean, that's 41 quite... patterns, one of them is crochet and the title is Rowan Knitting and Crochet. You see, I don't think they should put knitting and crochet on no. the front of that or... because it's quite misleading, yeah. isn't it? Because if you do just crochet, like you say, you would buy it and think, well, I've only got one thing to yeah. make. And most of the knitted projects are absolutely amazing. Yeah, garments, they're beautiful. Jumpers, you know, things you can really get stuck into. Um, and whilst the crochet scarf cowl is really lovely, don't get me wrong, it's not a garment or anything. No, it, it's, it's an a accessory, cowl. it's a cowl. So whereas the standard monthly magazines, when they say knitting and crochet, like let's get crafting yeah. and they love to knit and crochet, there is a pretty much equal split of knitting and crochet. Yeah. Which I think is fair. It's as it should be. Yeah. Um, we decided that Rowan should be the opposite to the Crochet Circle podcast. Yeah. They should say Rowan Knitting with a smidge of crochet on the side. Yeah. So we are crochet with a little bit of knitting on the side. Rowan is a smidge of crochet. Yeah. I mean, so maybe do you know what? I might, I might email back. Them I would and say, just say, yeah. I love what you do. You know, I often look for a Rowan pattern when I'm looking for something, but to call it knitting and crochet actually. Is a bit it's a little bit it's not misleading, right. yeah. yeah. Because it, you know, if you if you were a crochet person rather than knitting, yeah, you'd definitely you'd be, be disappointed annoyed, yeah. because you wouldn't be able to make any of the projects. Yep. On saying that, you do get yarn as part of the subscription mm. as well, and that was quite nice. But I mean, to be fair, it's a gorgeous booklet, and yeah. I'd be quite happy to just look at all the photographs and think oh wow how amazing is that yeah and like you say you get the yarn you get an extra little booklet with it for um the su subscribers don't yeah. you so it, it is good value for money but it's not really knitting and crochet no. it's more knitting and a lot of the designers in there do knit and crochet yes, they do. and yeah, they're do very very good crochet things. designers yeah, they do absolutely so amazing. i just i feel like they've uh, kind of missed the trick a little bit on this yeah. one we'll see what the next yeah. one's like and i'll report back in six months' time, when the mm. next one comes. So that is that it for magazine review. I think that's it this time for magazine review. Fair. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. 
we're going to move on to finished objects. <laughs> would you like to go first or would you like me to start? You go first, Faye, because so you like have more mountain. <laughs> finished objects than I have. I'm going to quickly just whip through them. Um, there's been a lot of knitting finished objects because a lot of the crochet stuff is for the book and we can show bits and pieces but we'll probably do it in the book element and not show you all of them so one of my finished objects is like sock after sock oh look two oh, that that's lovely colours and there. another sock wow and another sock wow so I started by knitting um, green ones and all of the wool is John Arbin like quite a sturdy wool to deal with and my socks I do on a 2.5 yeah. mil and is standard. that four ply because it that's does feel ply. quite thick I always think the John Arbin and that's yarn. the thinner of the two so yeah. um, this one that you've got there is the Exmoor sock yarn that's the mm -hmm. pink one and the alpaca sock yarn is the green one wow you see and that's thicker I would than guess that. that that's a double knitting and then what I've been trying to do is work out how I can get two pairs of socks out of 100 grams of John Arbon wool. Mm -hmm. So then I started adding in a stripe. And what I quickly realised is that I maybe need a technique for adding a stripe because if I don't add a technique and I just keep on knitting round, then you get a very obvious jog. Mm, you do. So then I started doing some work on what the best technique was. I've tried three different techniques and actually the finished one, which is... Uh, I just finished and blocked yesterday is pretty much I seamless. couldn't find it on that one Faye so, so I'm I, really shocked I could just about see it, see it on that one yeah only just I mean it's not it's great but yeah. I, I just couldn't find it on that one it's which is that's exactly what I was after yeah I may have mentioned that I'm quite anal about um, the techniques that I use now if I want to put all of my time and effort into making something I want it to be the best that it can be so I've managed to go from very obvious stripe to what I think is really quite seamless. So I'm going to do a blog post on that, which will be ready by the time we go live. And we'll provide a link in the mm -hmm. show notes and some extra photos. But I think it's okay. great if you do um, try out methods and try different techniques and want to either really perfect something that if you have a blog you can then share it with other people yeah, exactly. it's great. and the techniques I got I'll reference them because I picked them up from two different people mm -hmm. so mm, F1 number sucks. one and are they all for you Faye? well I actually think that probably at least one of the pairs of the pink socks will go to Christine's charity yeah. at mm -hmm. Yarndale and so that's two pairs that I've got ready to go to her and I'd like to get a third done as well so I would be happy if I had three pairs of socks that were going out to charity. Mm -hmm. So they might be going to um, somebody in a women's refuge, they might be going to a homeless person, and they'll also, she'll also accept kids' socks, but once right. they've got them in, they then farm them out to the charities yeah. that need them mm -hmm. for their specific requirements. So That's great. at least three pairs will be going to Christie. So then my next FO... Do you remember this beast? I remember your... The Henslow yeah. shawl. You will possibly remember me having a little hissy fit over Pico Edge Bind Off. <laughs> so that was maybe two episodes ago. I'm hiding it from Lindsay. You can't see it. <laughs> I'm excited. That was two episodes ago. Yeah. And I basically dumped this on the naughty step for two months. Yeah. And then last two weeks ago today, I got it back out. Went to wool gathering. Yeah. Which is on tonight as well. 
And I was like, right, no, I'm not going to start another project, which is what I really wanted to do. And I thought, no, I'm going to sort this out because I'm going to be seeing the recipient, uh, Lucia, probably in the next month. Yeah. Her birthday was at the end of June. And so I should have had this sorted. And I basically pulled up my big girl pants. Yeah. With, with elastic oh, oh, <laughs> I'll come on to that actually you just reminded me um, took it all the way back to the garter wow. stitch ripped out all the lace because it was really wavy I just I'd know, mucked it up and I'd put too many it looks like a different shawl it does doesn't it so I'm now it's gorgeous. I love it oh look at it's that it's quite a short shawl but I didn't even do a smaller pico edge bind off I did exactly what the pattern called for. I yeah. basically got over myself. Because really I had a proper hissy fit over this. I was being a child. And uh, I sorted it out. And f- so I unravelled it on Thursday. And then by Sunday night, I think, I'd finished it. Lovely. There you go. It's warm, isn't it? Yeah. And that was in um, Rowan Finest which I'm in love with. Mm. The balls are really small, they're 25 grams. It's a nice colour. It's called Cool, and it's a mixture of cashmere. Mm, I can feel it. It's really nice. (laughs) And Royal Alpaca, which I'll come on Mm. to. And um, what else did it have That's in it? That's a lot of gift, Faith. It is, isn't it? And I'm just chuffed that I got over myself and went back and sorted it out. Uh, So I didn't know what Royal Alpaca was. So I looked it up last night, because I was like, surely that's just like a fancy name, or is it by royal decree? Why is it? What makes you royal? Um, and actually, what it is, is of all the alpaca, let's say harvest, apparently, um, about 1% of it is 19 microns and below. Right. So human hair can be anything from about 17 to 181 microns. Yeah. And royal alpaca is 19 and below. And below, so it's and then really the fine. Really fine. And is that per animal or is it across the whole? Across yeah. the whole. So because one animal might not have yeah. any to that level. Yeah. Of, yeah. And then another might have Loads. more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the next one up an alpaca would be like Suri or um, baby alpaca is mm-hmm. the next. So that's what royal alpaca is. But it's so, so soft yeah. and... It was delightful to knit with mm, as well. So I was using um, four mil needles for that, mm-hmm. um, which is a US size six or a G. Yeah. So that's the uh, good old Henslow. Yeah. Done, very dusted. Very proud of myself. To, to gift. Considering what a child I was being over it, I was just like, no, I will not be defeated by a, a pucoage. But I just think it shows. You know, people used to laugh about crochet gifts, and you know, if somebody gave me that as a gift wouldn't you just be, be chuffed yeah. especially if you knew Gosh, it had royal alpaca in it handmade gorgeous yarn yep lovely pattern lovely design and really nicely knitted as well yeah. and i'm pleased that i did Perfect. what the designer set out and that's mm. that's what i had in mind was like yeah. come on this is somebody's it was really work. wavy <laughs> it was awful <laughs> you've been kind no wavy. well i didn't know how i didn't know it, that it was it was I didn't know what the design was. <laughs> it was. It was meant to be. I thought it was meant to be wavy. Yeah. No, it was meant to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You what it looks like. <laughs> and then my other whopper whopper. I think I said last time round that I tried desperately not to buy the book of hats. Yeah. Um, which is 
an absolutely beautiful book. It's really, and I really lovely. Then couldn't really help myself, and there was a little, you know, me. I've got yeah. slightly competitive. <laughs> yeah. So you ready? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried this on actually. I, it's 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 huge. Huge. I it love comes it. out. It's four which, point which eight meters. It doesn't it matter. Point? Does it not matter? It just goes on and on and on, and it's, it's a, just. The whole idea is that you can wrap it around yourself a couple of times, yeah. but you still have lots yeah. of length down your front, mm. and oh, I just love it. But yeah, it's big enough to it's wrap around the pedibus. Yeah. So that was a uh, nut hap, which again was a Rowan. I seem to be on a little Rowan fest at the moment. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but this was what they called for in the pattern, and it's their felted tweed. Oh, I love felted tweed. Oh, do you know what? It was my, one of my favourites. It was glorious mm. to work with. It was really lovely, and it's so soft. And because it's already felted, you can't refelt it. Mm. I didn't know that. Well, I tried <laughs> because I thought, <laughs> I wonder if I can just take you down, down a smidge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, once I've got my big winter coat on, no, it's I think gonna it's look yeah, and you can wrap it. It's one of those where you could wrap it around the front and then go to the back and yep. the side maybe and pin it with a pin or something yeah. but yeah it's absolutely so, lovely I'll, I'll add some photos and i i got a lovely message from somebody on ravelry last night who i think she wants to knit a nut tap and she's not somebody from um crochet circle podcast so mm-hmm. she's not she's not one of us um, but she just sent me a really lovely note to say i keep on looking at the nut haps and i keep on coming back to you it is because stunning. the colors are beautiful you know, I'm, oh, I love it when other people get a buzz out of what I make, and uh, yeah, I just I feel like that about not happens. I'm really pleased with the the final piece. Yeah. Even I'd if probably it is make a it a bit smaller. Have <laughs> <laughs> to well, be drowning. Shall we in. just do a little test? If you put it on, would so, it touch the floor? If you did oh, it, oh yeah. Off, if yeah. I put it, let's have a look. If I have that round the edge and have the yeah, it's 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 scraping the floor on the. So if I put it on, Both. bear in mind we. I actually have shoes on today with a heel, maybe two, two and a half inches. Yeah, They're very comfy. Don't don't worry about me stuffing high heels. <laughs> it's, I don't normally wear high heels, but they are chunky heels. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's my FOs. Yeah. Quite gorgeous, quite worthy FOs. This um, the nut hap took me seventy two hours. I log all of my time in projects, especially if it's something that I think needs a decent Ravelry thread for other people that might follow the pattern. 72 hours it's a bit itchy actually for me that do you think a little bit yeah god i thought it was like the baby alpaca no i i'm struggling a little bit some you know with some yarns oh, and i just felt uh, it prickling on me look it's coming back to me <laughs> so yeah that's my um that's my nut hap i really love the colors used um and it does when you when you see it in my project thread i'll provide a link for that um with the picture of the kingfisher that i added okay i've not seen the that. the colors are just spot on and i was very pleased with myself <laughs> so i think that's it for me for fo's oh well i don't have, have anything <laughs> so amazing i don't even have a mountain i don't even have a, a tiny pile of fo's what do, what do you have what do i have well it's Lots not because work. I've done absolutely tons of work like Faye. It just goes on and on and on. Mm. 
and um, we've been working on our book. I've been working on another book for Search Press and then unexpectedly had to send quite a lot of um, projects in for that yeah. for today actually. So um, that's been a lot of hard work getting them all finished because they're going to be photographed. I wasn't really expecting to have to send things in part way through. It was all meant to be at the end but anyway it's done now. Yeah. So that and just a few other things, a few other projects that I kind of do on a regular basis as well. It all seems to just come round so quickly at the moment. Yeah. So it's, I have it's just like constant. It's one con- and yeah. then deadline, deadline, deadline. Yeah. And I think I speak for you as well. Neither of us are getting days off at the moment. No, gosh, no. So I'm I'm working from roughly half seven in the morning till half eleven at night, seven days a week at the yeah. moment. Yeah. I mean, and. I'm not working from half seven, that's perhaps a bit early for me, but from the moment, you know, I get up about, at the moment, because everyone's off school and everything, maybe get up about half seven, and then by the time I've kind of got ready and just tidied up, but the problem that I've got at the moment is that it's school holidays, everyone's at home, everyone's at home, my daughter, Mm. one of my daughters is at home, she's been at home for the past, I don't know, four or five months, and so the house is just busy all the time and there's a lot going on the husband's been off and we've had a few work bits of work done to the house so they've been workmen around it's just constant (laughs) so um yeah it's been hard but yeah we'll get there so i finished a shawl for the book Mm -hmm. i finished my cushion for the book yep i also have done lots and lots of other projects which are can't really talk about I'm afraid um you've done quite a few blanket squares as well I've done yeah a bit behind on the blanket I must admit but yeah I'll get there so I've been doing lots of blanket squares in if I have any time to spare (laughs) as well it's like right so while the tea's cooking this is when I'm talking about time to spare I'm not talking about oh I'm sat down doing nothing that coordination streets on that's already allocated that time's already sort of penciled in whilst that's on I can do this so I'm talking now about finding other time where I wouldn't normally knit like when I'm making the evening meal or during the lunch time which you don't really ever have a lunch break anyway so I've actually good knitting while that's doing (laughs) so yeah it's quite crazy but I have been using some yarns that I haven't used before Mm -hmm. So um, a couple of the yarns that I really, really like at the moment are the Sublime yarns. They're so soft. They're so soft. It's quite ridiculous how soft they are. So there's um, a super soft alpaca, which is a four-ply, a uh, double knitting, sorry. And that's absolutely gorgeous to work with. But then um, there's also Evie, which is a chunky yarn. Is that quite a new one from Sublime Yes, it's a new Evie. one, and I think it's a mix of, I think it's cotton, see. and it does have a colour. It's got nylon, yeah, 94% cotton, yeah. 6% nylon. It almost has, you know when you pull cotton wool away? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not almost wool. got that kind yeah. of fibrousness to it, but very soft. Because when I read it was 94% cotton, I thought, oh... It, it doesn't really feel doesn't like, feel it, like at it. All. it. It doesn't feel like it. It's gorgeous. It's almost like the plumpy sprayed air into yeah. it. It's, it's very plump. It's beautiful, plump, yeah. and it's oh, it's chained as well. Yeah. So that makes a difference. Yeah. It's lovely. So it's really nice. So I've used this on a number of occasions recently. I think it was new 
maybe about four or five months ago I think they launched it so I've crocheted a blanket in it mm -hmm. which was looked gorgeous and because I liked it so much I've used almost the same colours it was a chevron blanket and I've knitted a chevron blanket mm -hmm. in it as well and then I've also used it to make toys which was nice so it came out quite chunky and big was that what you used the for unicorn. unicorn yes yeah I used it in the cream the nugget for the unicorn yeah. ink that was in crochet now that's really nice um yeah but this sublime super fine alpaca double knit i have used that quite a lot um it's just absolutely gorgeous yeah. and lovely and soft as well and they're not actually that overpriced to no. be honest so yeah i might not have lots of fo's to show you but i thought i'd bring some nice yarn that i've been working with instead <laughs> <laughs> so you've kind of just reminded me because um it's, like, it's not an fo but you at the beginning of FOs you said knicker elastic. Yep. So do you remember last episode you were saying that you'd been and bought loads of new knickers because yeah. elastic was starting to go and I said, Well you haven't seen it, so I've been hoiking my knickers up <laughs> behind the desk during the entire recording of the <laughs> podcast and I had a dress on. And so after we'd finished recording, I went to the supermarket and was going all the way around the supermarket, kind of trying to delicately <laughs> pull my pants back up. And the elastic was getting worse all the way around the supermarket. No, it didn't fall. It didn't have a disaster. <laughs> Until the point in the car park where, even worse, there were two separate cars with two different men sat in the cars watching me come out with my trolley so one I had to do the poo walk you know that <laughs> <laughs> the walk when you're just like this is a bit tight and I was having to walk with my trolley like okay please don't fall down please don't fall down please don't fall down now my one saving grace is I wear quite small pants so they were kind of wedged they weren't, <laughs> they weren't going anywhere they weren't coming they weren't going to fall completely down, but they were, like, partway down my thigh. My dress was quite short. Yeah, it was. But I was having to do the poo oh, walk to try and make sure they didn't unwedge themselves. And then I would have to do the penguin walk yeah. with my pants at my ankles. Oh, so I had hilarious. to pretend that I needed to go to the other side of my car where so these two guys couldn't. And yeah. I was just, like, pulling my pants back up and then looked left and there were two women in the car over diagonally watching me oh, so I must dear. have looked like a complete moron in, in the supermarket car park Aww. I'd like to say that I've been and bought new pants haven't <laughs> and I've washed them and Matthew put them back in my drawer oh no <laughs> you've not even got rid of them I don't know where they are <laughs> so there may be like a mark to pant issue in the supermarket <laughs> okay. in a, at a future date but I was oh, laughing my backside off given that we'd just been talking about mm -hmm. knicker elastic and then all the way around the shop but the point of the car park was like the point of no return <laughs> I'm, I was literally like oh my god please don't fall down to all intents and purposes it must have looked like I'd pooed myself <laughs> so mm. yeah knicker elastic part two yeah no more knicker yeah yeah that's it, no more knicker elastic tales to be told. Well, I've been throwing mine away, the ones that either were too loose yeah, or had holes in. 
So each time I get them out and put them on, I think, no, in the bin, you're going in the bin, I'm not wearing you. Because I have this thing in my head where, and I don't know where it's come from, maybe my mum said it to me as a child, that if you have an accident, you need to have good pants on. <laughs> your best, your best pants on, in <laughs> case they have to strip you. Yes, my mum did. And then same. I always had this thing at school where, for somehow... All, all the people wore nice pants, but mine weren't very nice. Like, in your head, were you checking? They probably were fine, right? actually, but I'm like... You weren't like knicker I don't wear nice, nice pants like everyone else, so now I was like, okay. I mean, they're not nice now. I do wear granny pants, but that's another story. They are nice pants. ones. Yeah. That's what they get called in the words. Yeah, they're granny, granny pants. pants. Baby word for his yeah. granny pants. And then she yeah. looks at mine and goes, uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, but when, when we do the washing, we have Isabel's Tiny floss string, yeah. hanging on the line like dental floss, and then my granny pants, and then my husband wears even bigger pants. Yeah, it's like the three bears. <laughs> <laughs> the three bears of pants. Oh, right. That's that. I think we have exhausted nickel yeah. elastic and and, and FOs. Yeah. So we're on to whips. So whips. What so what? I am pretty much the same as last month, 14, <laughs> because I haven't finished anything. Obviously, didn't have any FOs. I started lots of things and finished lots of things, So, but they're kind of work-related, and I don't always count my worky things. So my, my whips are things that are either for gifts or using up my stash or for mm-hmm. me. So, yeah, I haven't really moved anything along and I don't think I'm going to be able to do much in the next month other than if if there's one thing I need to do is maybe get on with my top somehow for Yarndale yep so that's going to be um at the top of my whip list it's the Lisa sweater that was in inside crochet a few months back so yeah um one thing I am looking forward to I'm not going to say too much about it because Faye's going to talk about it later is that I'm I am taking a morning off and going to a yarn dyeing workshop that Faye has organised, but she'll tell you more about that later. Yeah. But that's going to be really nice because it means that I can just do something for me. Yeah. Just for a few hours. That's how I feel. It's like, how <laughs> do I get time off? a couple of hours. Organise a workshop. It's not really proper time off, is it? Because no. let's be honest, we'll be talking about it on the crochet circle, so I'll have to kind of remember little things to talk about. Yeah. You know, the, we might do something for the crochet circle, but yeah, we'll, we'll chat about that later. Yeah. So it's not technically completely a morning off, and it's still your. It's a whole day as well. But is it a whole day? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. I yep. thought it was just the morning. Nope. Ten till four, full day oh. off. How exciting! I thought it was just the morning. I'm even more excited. Yeah. I did actually think, how are we going to do all that in no. just a few hours? It's a full day. I have to say. So. Looking forward to that. So Brilliant. we'll yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Okay. So that's it. How about you, Faye, with your wigs? Well, so you've seen I'm on garment number two for my yarn deal kind yeah. of contemporary garments. And the second one that I'm working on is the wrap over top, and this was from Simply Crochet um issue forty one. And it's quite an unusual construction. So you're basically doing row after row after row, um, back loop only, apart from where your sleeves would be, is just um, double crochet mm-hmm. versus half treble. Okay. So it's a bit like my nut hat in that it is flaming long. Let me give you that bit. 
because otherwise it will unwind. But the idea is that you wrap it around yourself mm-hmm. to basically sew up the double crochet So you make area. a cuff. You make yeah. a cuff and then you wrap it around yourself back again and put your other arm through. <laughs> it's so convoluted though. They've had to give instructions on their website on how you get the garment on. Because people could Because people were, like, yeah, I I just got like people <laughs> wrapped imagine? in the arm because they couldn't Trapped. get it on after yeah. they'd finished it. And so I am nice, six aren't. rows it's... off of finishing. Wow. But I think I probably need to do a few more rows. Guess what the yarn is? In depth. In depth, yeah. Let me guess. <laughs> it's Rowan. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what is it an alpaca? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, it's Roman finest again. Oh, so the right. same one that I did the Henslow shawl in, but this colour is... It's a um, It's called Star. So this is the one that I think is, yeah, 069 Star. It's just beautifully soft. And I had to do quite a bit of maths on this to get it right because mm-hmm. they were suggesting um, a DK. And I wanted it to be exactly the right length. And... Um, the depth I knew I could deal with, mm-hmm. um, but it meant that I have gone, I've gone for a lighter weight yarn, so I've had to increase. Because it is really long. I it's, was going to say, how long does it take you to? It's about an to hour. Do one row. An, about hour an hour per row. That's quite a lot, isn't it? And that's me Ooh. going at it as well. But it will be worth it because I wear a lot of blue and a lot yeah, of navy. Yeah, it's a nice colour. And nice just colour. I, I don't often wear jackets. And so all I need is a shawl around me or something that will just keep part of mm-hmm. my core warm. I, I run hot um, and this will just be perfect. It will be a staple in my wardrobe forevermore. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, my friend Jenny has just seen Wool in the Gang do a similar pattern, although theirs is knitted. And instead of coming down mm-hmm. your body like a shawl, they've got it as a cowl. Okay. So it's the same arm construction, but, but it comes up and round. Yeah. yeah. So she's interested in seeing that. Sorry, Faith, come on, don't Oh, that's all right. But in, um, you spotted this because one of our crochet circlers on Ravelry had made one. Yeah, Jojo Twinkle Jojo Twinkle Toes, yep. and she'd made it in like a, the same I think colour she used the same and yarn. the same yarn that was recommended in the pattern, so that's where you saw it first, yeah. didn't you? Which amazes me because I've got this magazine. And you have And it was on the front it. cover and I hadn't seen it. And I think that's the thing. Sometimes if you see a project in a magazine and you do pass it over just because either it's not in a colour that you yeah. might think is nice or you, you, it's in pink and you don't like pink. I, I yeah. So you you do tend to pass things over not knowing that you're overlooking things. Mm-hmm. Then you might see it and you think, oh, wow, is that that jumper? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think in hindsight, had I looked at it and thought that's going to be 450 stitches per roll, yeah. maybe we had a second think about it. But actually, with the yarn that I'm using, I know I'll, I'll appreciate it when I get yeah, there. It's nice. And it's good monotonous crocheting mm-hmm. as well, so I don't really yeah. ha- it's not like doing some of my haps. It's but sometimes it's, it's nice to have something that's really easy just to pick up and do without yeah. having to think. When you've been working all day, you don't always want to have to think, oh, oh you know, it's mindless, is good. Yeah. Yeah. So I am now down to five FOs. Not iPhones, five whips. Five whips. So Fantastic. that's the main one, and then the other 
I shouldn't really have cast these on, but I was de I, I really wanted to. So the Book of Haps that I mentioned in the FOs, and then I went to interview John and Juliet Arben. And Juliet doesn't really knit. Right. And she was admiring my Book of Haps, and I mm -hmm. said, I'll make you something. Wow, and she wanted an, un an unkia, which is really beautiful. But because the the um, yarn that I'm using for Juliet's Unkia is there, I can smell the sheep from here. It's amazing. It's their um, Wensley Deal, 100% Wensley Deal, and it's from Devon's. So it's really close to where it's they so are smart. based. And it's mm. soft and it's got a really delicate sheen to it, and I just I love it. But I want Juliet's Unkia to be perfect. And so, at the same time, because, you know, I've got enough time on my yeah, hands. Yeah, you've got hours to spare. Oh, no. I thought <laughs> I would use another John Arben yarn, which is their Harvest Hues in Blue Spruce. This is a nice colour. It's like beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And that... It's like a teal yeah. green, isn't it? It's more... It's Sometimes you get teal and it's more bluey. I would say it's more greeny, but it's still yeah. a definite teal. It's beautiful. It's nice with that mustardy colour. Yeah. So what I'm doing is knitting so many rows of this one first as a almost like a practice piece mm -hmm. and then doing Juliet's. Right. I told her this and she was like, just don't be so silly, don't do it. And I was like, well, no, because I, I want one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, not a waste of not, time. Not to be it? like matchy-matchy, look at me with the same, <laughs> same one as Juliet. But actually, um, it also is quite a nice study in using two different yarns, same yeah. pattern. Mm -hmm. They are identical in size, which is quite good, good. because actually I think the Wensley Dale is a good bit lighter weight than the four-ply Harvest Hues. But yeah, it is actually. Oh, you can I see just straight away. The stitch definition is really good and it's a lovely pattern to follow. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really pleased. I'm, I'm loving the fact that I'm making it for Juliet because they were so good when we were down there. We spent a lot of time with them and John was really good about being interviewed and allowing us to have a bit of fun with them as well. And um, it's just a nice way of saying... Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Although John did complain and say nobody ever knits me anything. Oh, we need to knit him something. I think we do. Might, we'll crochet him something up. Something, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking he does the Bath Christmas market, so I was, I was thinking we could make Christmas, him some mittens and a hat out of his own wool yeah, and send it to him ready for the yeah, Bath Christmas yeah. market because that's day upon day yeah. out in icy cold freezing yeah, conditions selling yeah. socks and wool. Mm -hmm. So they're my, that's three of my whips. And then TARDIS cushion and short yeah. blanket are still sat there. But that's... You're doing well with your whips, though. I'm on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm I... am really trying hard. I, I'm a bit stuck at the moment, because until mid-October... We're when flat out. We're flat out, so... I'm not going to worry about it. No, I'm not going to no stress point. about it. It's just yarn. Yeah. At the end of the day, let's be honest. So I'm not going to get myself worried about it. So I'll find something else to talk about <laughs> somehow. Well, let's echoes. But we might have a few more things next yeah. time because we'll have more book projects, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I probably won't be picking these back up again until no. October, November mm -hmm. time. I am seeing them again. They're going to be down at Yarn Podium in London, which is the 10th and 11th of November. 
and I'm thinking about going down for that. Actually, mm-hmm. there was um, some suggestion of having a crochet circle meet up. Okay. Down for that, it was um, within the Ravelry group, so I need to um, and what get on that. that. Well, there's. I think the Sunday was coming out as the favoured day that um, some folk could do, so I mm-hmm. think that puts it into the eleventh. Mm-hmm. But in my head now, I've got deadline of finishing. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? And I'm very deadline driven. I have yeah. to. If I don't have that, things will just linger. That's I'm the same. Mm. If I don't have a deadline, because I think to myself, how can you knit things all the time and finish them off in time for deadline day? So uh, everything yeah. else just gets yeah yeah left. because you focus on the deadline. Know, yeah. So that I'm. I may or may not have two unkias done well, come the eleventh. Yeah. I might still be crocheting it on the on the train on the yeah. way down to London. Mm-hmm. Not crocheting, knitting it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're my whips. Very nice. Really chuffed that I'm down to five. Excellent. So next one then, feeding the habit rabbit. Feeding the habit rabbit. I've got what for those two. Oh, I was going to say Melon Sue. It's not Melon Sue. What are those singers? Chaz and Dave. <laughs> rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. They're really not Melon Sue, are they? <laughs> no. Rabbit, 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 rabbit. <laughs> uh, yes. If you're not from the UK, you are. <laughs> I have no idea. You think we've gone crazy. You might have to insert a YouTube clip of Chaz and Dave with rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Oh, dear me. We have also gone slightly delirious. Yeah. So, feeding the... Habit. Habit. Rabbit. So, have you bought anything? I haven't bought anything this month, no. What do you count as this month? So, August. Okay, I agree. Yep, August. Um, have you, you've had work stuff. I've had, yeah, different. I mean, I don't have to buy that. Yeah. You get yarn support sent through to you, which is great. And this is the problem I have sometimes. I think I've mentioned before, you request yarn and say, oh, you know, this is what I'm making for this magazine. Please can you send me four balls of da 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 Open the post and you've got ten balls. Yeah. And then you say, well, I don't really need all these. Do you want me to send them back? No, just keep because them. That's I... fine. It's lovely. Thank you. That's, you know, really generous. Yeah. But that's how my yarn stash just grows and grows and grows because somehow... You just end up with leftover yarn mm. all the time. So, you know, I, I do keep the my work yarn separate to the yarn that I buy myself mm-hmm. so that if I come to do another commission and I think, well, actually, I could use that leftover yarn, I'll use it, and then I just write to the supplier and say, oh, by the way, because they like to know what yeah. magazines their yarn is going to feature in, so I'll say... I, I have this left over from the other project and I've used it to make something else. And and so gets, that they know then. And it puts you down to being a good and honest person. Oh yes, absolutely. And, and yeah. making sure that they get the the kind of comms behind it, they yeah. get the marketing. Yeah. yeah, I mean another other times if I just have like a fifty gram bottle left, I might do something for my blog and then you're blogging about it and you're putting it on Twitter. Yeah. So again so it's good um promotional yeah work you know for the for the company anyway so yeah I don't just kind of keep it and think oh yeah great I've got loads of yarn (laughs) because in fact it's it builds up and builds up and Mm. sometimes it's not um not ideal so um yeah I haven't bought anything we talked about the yarn clubs haven't we in the past and I did have a look I had to look at hedgehog fibers which I was thinking of doing but 
they just sold out just like that overnight yeah so i missed the boat on that one because i think um she populated her shop of an evening yeah. one evening she does it at different times as well yeah. to allow for like the worldwide yeah i think that's probably why and so by the time I then thought, oh, I need to look at Hedgehog Fibres to get one of Go the on. yarn clubs, they'd actually all sold out. Yeah, Every single one had sold out. Yeah. So there is another one that I might have a look at and I might join. It's it's a bit more reasonably priced as well, so um, probably more suited to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's still not... But I, I want to have a chat with Rebecca and Nick crew yeah. because I know that she buys yarn and there may be a couple of young clubs that she knows about yeah. from hand dyers. Yeah. So again, I just need to do a little bit more research and decide what it is that I want. Mm. Yeah. So we'll we'll do a bit more in your club as um, part of setting yeah. up for the next review um, afterwards. But actually that leads me on nicely to my feeding the habit. Mm-hmm. So I went to Fibre East, which is a smallish um, fibre festival, um, which is in Ampthill down in, I think it's just in Bedfordshire. And it's the first time I'd ever been to it. As it happened, Mattia had to go down that way for work on the Sunday anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was going anyway, so um, we ended up both going in the same direction and he dropped me off. I was an hour and a half early before the doors opened. <laughs> Waiting with your bags. I was, do you know what I was doing? I was knitting on <laughs> Juliet's own care to get it up to the same yeah. point that mine was mm-hmm. on and then I could show her it. So it was actually quite fortunate that um, I had that time, but I was the only one yeah. sat there for ages. I got there before the janitor. I got there before all of the <laughs> stallholders, even though most of them camped. I was still the first one at the front That's door. That's funny. Did they see you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. They were asking me, like, oh, where do I go? I'm thinking, you're the stallholder. Where did you go yesterday? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So I went to Fabri East and I picked up some bits and pieces. Some of it was planned. Some of it was not planned. And this is one of the things that I had planned to go and get. So oh, um, some of you good. may have... Um, been and, and heard the audio interview which is um, the one with Verity from Truly Hooked she brought out a pattern book called The Sock Drawer for Knitted Socks I love the title it's really good it's isn't really, it it's really really inventive yeah and it's a series of different patterns and I, I just I wanted to support yeah, Verity and I I've, think it's important I, yeah. I want to buy a copy of this yeah. and I'm going to wait till Yarndale and treat and get it from yeah. her then and I might even buy some yarn from it and it's a pen. Yeah. yeah, this is Verity here um, in her book. It's just, it's nicely laid out and they're nice patterns. And I've got to the point where I've done enough plain socks yeah. and I want to do something yeah. a bit fancier. Mm-hmm. So I figured um, I've got another one in the queue, which is Jill from Wool Gatherings, and yeah. I've got the yarn ready for that. And then I'll be on to Verity's. Mm-hmm. So That's that was, nice. that was really nice. And... Then I went to see John and Juliet to show to show <laughs> Juliet her. And then her, you thought, oh, I need to support these John and Juliet or buy some more yarn from them. So I, I got many skeins. I didn't get too many because I've got quite a lot and I need to do a project with them. So I haven't I haven't brought them to show because 
that's not the bit really interesting. So you may remember that I said when I went round Wool Fest, I'm not buying a spinning wheel, I'm not buying a spinning well, wheel, and what, I blinkered myself. What Faye actually said was, don't let me buy a spinning wheel, <laughs> and if true. I try to buy one, you need to drag me away. You basically kneecap me <laughs> yeah. and stop it. Which, that didn't happen, thank goodness. But, no. John showed me their newest Blueface Leicester mm-hmm. tops. It's like a cloud. No. It's so soft, and what he said is that this is a new one that they've done. Wow. And it's going to get almost like a special accreditation because it is so soft. It's okay. like creme de la creme. And it, it is just it's incredible. Gorgeous. So this is like me applying a deadline. Mm-hmm. And I'm not allowed to use any of this. I've got probably about 150, 200 grams. Um, I'm not allowed to use any until I've learned to spin. Okay. But I don't have anything to spin on. Oh, well, you're never going to be able to, to do it, Faye. And John said, well, there's a man over there that sells really beautiful spindles. Oh. And he turns them himself in wood, and he's amazing, and, and you thought, really beautiful. And you really need to support this guy who's put all his work, all, all about all British effort. industry. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were doing a favour rather than... Totally. Out, yeah. But look at this beauty. Oh, wow. It's It's got a really nice weight to it. And because I've been reading up a little bit and mm-hmm. getting the weight of the spindles really, um, it's really important it, because it? otherwise never... if it's too heavy um, and you're starting out, you mm-hmm. can basically draft too thinly and then it will just keep on breaking. And okay. this has got a really nice weight to it. I also love the yellow top yeah. to the wood. So it's... Um, the top is Poa Amaralo. Never come across mm. that wood before. And it's on sycamore with an ash shaft. Okay. And it's totally 100% made by this gentleman who's, you know, really good, really interesting and enthusiastic about his craft as well. And that's... So... So did it... Was it... Has it got a name or... It's just IST Craft. Right, so it doesn't okay. seem to have... Like a big website or mm-hmm. anything, but he, I think he does all of the shows, okay. and I would go back and buy more from him, mm-hmm. because you can get lots of other spindles or mm-hmm. lots on them, and I just really love the plainness. Mm-hmm. It's not about it's about a tool that works properly. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the others don't, but I just really love the simplicity behind this one. And, and you do like wood, don't you? I love wood. I love just, natural um, elements. Had lunch in in the house, haven't we? And Faye has a lot of wooden. Yeah. Um, your dining table and all the everything, and mats, yeah. everything's wood yeah. it's really nice to look at and touch and feel yeah I, I just think this is lovely and tactile mm. rather than something that's resin the idea of having something that's just it's wood and it's been beautifully yeah. crafted it's lovely so haven't you used it I wouldn't and know. I have got yeah, other I don't really I've know I've tried it myself so I wouldn't know Wow. I've watched people with great interest at the mm. different festivals and you think, wow, that's amazing. Well, this might be one of the next workshops I try and okay. book that's, is, a, is a spinning idea. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I didn't know these existed and I was watching somebody else's podcast and they had like a mini tabletop electric spinning wheel. Okay. Mm. She just like turned it on and started drafting and I was like... <laughs> Oh, oh, I oh. could put that in a small bag <laughs> and take it with me. Well, this is on the podcast, and I, and then went and looked them up, and was like, that might be the answer to my mm-hmm. dreams. So, 
there, there's a step process. Learn to use the spindle. Yep, okay, number one. With cheaper yep. tops. Mm-hmm. When I think that I'm adequate at that, use John's, use John's beautiful yep. cloud of Blueface Leicester. Mm-hmm. If I'm good enough at that and I think that I would use it, then I will look at trying to find a second-hand tabletop spindle. How much are they roughly, though? Do you know? Brand new, can be anything from about 500 quid to over a thousand pounds. Gosh, really? But I would look to go second-hand, and I think what I would also do is join the local guild, which is at Alsager, and see if anybody there has got one. Yeah, that's a good idea. And before I even (laughs) went to that, I would try on a standard spinning wheel. Yeah. And make sure it's something that I'm comfortable with and that I know I can be good at. I think that's a fair point, really, because yeah, some people do have a tendency to dive into a yeah. new craft, which is great. You know, you're all enthusiastic, as oh yeah, I really want to try that, and then they go out and just buy and spend an absolute yeah. fortune, and then after a couple of weeks, sometimes people think, well, no, it's not really me. I'm not really enjoying it. And then you've spent a fortune, yeah. so it is better to either, if you need equipment, try and find it secondhand, or even borrow it off somebody. Yeah. Just you know, if you've got a friend, somebody who trusts you to lend you something that may cost a lot of money, or go to the house and ask if, they, if you yeah. can have a go. And, and I believe they do just that look into girls. it first before. It's the same with knitting and crochet. When you first start to knit and crochet. You don't need to go out and spend no. absolute fortune buying all lovely yarns. You can just keep it cheap, and then if you really take to it, great. I trolled the charity shops for all of my hoops yeah. and needles. I've got. It loads. wasn't until I'd really yeah. got to know what tools I wanted to work with that I then went out yeah. and bought them. I mean, I still look in charity shops because you do get some great yarn in yeah. there sometimes, yeah, and lovely needles. I love vintage needles. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to say that was it, but then this is. This is work rule, and it's a new rule to me. Lynn, you've used it before, I, I think. I've used it once before, yeah. It's called Brigantia. Like and Brigantia do a lot of needlework kits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 100% British made. It's spun in the north of England, and they've got some really beautiful colours. But it's really difficult to get on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this via Ginger Twist Studio, who do online ordering, and they are based in Edinburgh. And it's the Aaron that I um, bought. And they've got some really nice colours and I'm enjoying crocheting with it as well. Particularly love. We've got a lovely chartreuse green. I love this green, chartreuse Which is actually yeah, called chartreuse as well. Mm-hmm. And the green, they go really mm, nicely together. So I'm enjoying working with them and you get great stitch definition with it as well. But it's it's for a work project. Yeah. I mean, I used it uh, many years ago now. I used um, a nice yellow shade, which I think it's called gold, but it is more of a yellow yeah. rather than a gold. It's quite it's sunshine, It's a nice yellow, it? actually. Yeah, it's not too bright, but it is kind of bright, if you know mm. what I mean. Um, and I knitted with it. I knitted a pair of slippers. So because of the texture, it was quite good. They weren't too slippy. Mm-hmm. But I haven't crocheted with it before, so... Yeah, I really like it. Mm. It's, it's quite say, firm, isn't sturdy it? Sturdy yeah, it is, and it? good stitch definition. Mm. I like I like it a lot. Yeah, it's nice. So um that's the only wool that I actually bought in August. But, but it's work wool. So, so that's and fine. And I went to Fibre East on the thirty first of July. Mm. I have not bought any personal wool in August. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going to try and go to the end of the month without yeah. buying any. Now, downside to this is we've got a bank holiday weekend coming up yep. and most of the yarn sellers online 
do deals on bank holidays. So that's an issue. Just don't look Just don't online, look. Faye. Don't, don't look. And uh, if you shut it out of your mind, the day passes and then the next day it's gone. So you haven't really missed out. You, just, you don't need yeah. any more yarn anyway. But also my best friend's coming up. This is Jenny. Mm. Um, with her family and they're staying for the weekend and I know she wants to go to Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Oh gosh. And we're also going to the Trafford Centre, which means John Lewis. Oh, that's even worse. So I'm not going to I'm not going oh. to deny her wool, but I might just live vicariously through her. Yeah, but can you not them. help your friend to choose some really nice yarn so yeah, that you're still going through the it. process, but then it's not your yarn. Yeah. So I, I would really like to think that I can get to the end of August and not buy yarn, but you might find that I'm sat outside a yarn shop on the 1st of September because <laughs> I'm actually feeling withdrawals I but if you can get over the sim- over your you know Hello. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm Faye pleased to meet you do you honestly think that could happen yeah but you could get over your symptoms I don't want to I just I was doing it for and August just yeah. to see if I could and I probably but what can. are you going to do with all the yarn that you've got oh I'm getting through it Gosh. if you think about yeah. how much Actually, to be fair, Faye, you have got through a lot of yarn for the book. Yeah, I think but it's also quite in general, I do. I, I've got a lot of yarn, but I use a lot yeah. of yarn, and I'm, I've just redone the Sash Palace recently and, mm-hmm. and jazzed it up a bit and put new shelving in there. I really enjoyed going through it and yeah. seeing all the gorgeous stuff that I've got, and I had a bit of a sort out, and there's some stuff that I'll, that from the beginning days that I probably won't touch now. Yeah. And that's going out. That will probably be eBayed. I mean, I think it is nice to have nice yarn because, it, like you say, I do it now and again. I think oh, I'll have a little tidy up. Well, I do it quite often because I seem to make such a mess. <laughs> and then you go through, sort out the drawers. And sometimes I think, oh, should I rearrange my yarn? And then you find things that you've forgotten about. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love this. And it's nice to appreciate the yarn maybe for a while before you actually use yeah. it. So... That's my, there's a bit less um, feeding the habit than normally there would be from me. We'll see how that continues. But certainly throughout August, I don't think I'll be doing much. We are on to our book. We are on to the take two. We can't can't say too much about this because um, we're not quite sure when it's going to be ready. We don't want to enforce a deadline and then be flat out trying to get to that deadline. But... The idea is that it's a book of accessories and um, by accessories that's not just um, weaving accessories and it's eight patterns, four by Lynn, mm-hmm. four by me and the concept is that we do those patterns two ways so the book is actually called Take Two so it's um, eight patterns yep shown two different ways because what we want to do is encourage people to look at really lovely wool and look at what's local to you um what's um kind of grown spun dyed close to where you are but then also do exactly what we've just talked about and go stash diving so of the four garments or four things that i've designed lynn is going to redo them using wool from her stash and of the four that lynn has designed yep. I've done exactly the same so we've each 
The original designs I've done for Phase Done For, we decided that we would use yarn that's been spun in the north of England, just for us because we're both from we're the north. We're in the north, yeah. Um, and it's quite enjoy seeing the mills that are still in use, and it's like a heritage thing, really. It's nice to celebrate the fact that we still have spinning mills yeah, in we, the we north. We still have a textiles industry in, that we can yeah. lean on. So that's why we've picked yarn from the north of England, but equally you could pick yarn from anywhere, mm-hmm. really. Um, but then, obviously, if you don't want to go out and buy yarn, we don't want that to be a limiting factor yeah. for you know for you to buy the book. You might think, oh, well, I'm not, no point in buying the book because I'm not going to buy that yarn. It's a bit too expensive or whatever. So we've both stash-dived and just shown you that even though a design looks one way with the yarn that the designer's picked, if you pick your own yarn, it doesn't even need to be the same weight. It could be a yeah. chunkier weight, a lighter weight. How you can then make that design your own without yeah. doing anything except using a different size hook and different yarn. Could be completely different colours as yeah. well. Um, so that just changes things completely. So, for example, I designed this cushion which has a textured finish. So it's a basic granny square cushion worked in the round and it's in stripes. So, you know, if you can do granny square blankets, you could make this cushion because you're literally just doing treble stitches, working in the round, increasing as the pattern tells you to. The only difference is that when you do the front of the cushion, you work into the back loops only on the foundation base. So then you end up with your two round pieces of front and the back and then you have all of your spare loops from every round available to then work these little sort of pico bobble. Yeah. So basically you work those by making four or five chain and then you double crochet back along the chain, slip stitch into the next available front loop and just carry on round and round. So on every round, you just rejoin your yarn and then do your pico. It's quite time consuming, but the effect of this cushion is absolutely lovely. It's It's really tactile, isn't it? I've got one at home because I've made this before. Um, I've changed the yarn. I've used Wendy Ramsdale, which is um, yarn made from sheep that are bred in Yorkshire. It's spun in Yorkshire. Dyed um, in Yorkshire, dyed as well, in Yorkshire I think. everything it's all done in, in the I same. I think it's scoured in Yorkshire yeah. as well, both. So it's a hundred percent Yorkshire yarn, which I think it's absolutely lovely. It's one of my favourite yarns. It's a little bit like it's felted, it's a little yes. bit like felted tweed, but it's not like the Rowan felted tweed. Mm-hmm. So That's lovely. So that was my take. This is my design. And what size cushion is that? This is a 14-inch cushion. Okay. I ended up buying about six cushion pads and none of them. Were. I, I kind of worked it out and I ordered the cushions that I thought would be suitable and they came to a minuscule. Yeah. So then I had to order some more. So I've got a huge uh, load of round cushions. So anybody needs a cushion pad round well, lens your lady. But to me, if I saw this in a shop... And it, you know, it was reasonably expensive, thirty yeah. pounds or forty pounds. I'd actually think, You'd oh, buy. that's really nice. I think I might buy that. Yeah. Because it's so tactile and lovely. I love it. 
So this is my favourite design from the book of the ones that I've designed. But even more, I loved Faye's version of it. So let me move along <laughs> while so, Faye gets her version out. In line with the principles of the book, Lynn's is 100% um, North of England. And you got yarn support for this. So that was brand new yarn. Yes, I got the yarn support actually from Rooster who sell... Um, sorry laughing hens so rooster laughing hens are the same overarching company but yeah laughing hens sent me the wendy ramsdale yeah. which was really good of them so then i had to go stash diving to find mine luckily i have got quite a comprehensive stash and um about a year ago i'd been over in iceland and i really like the icelandic brand which is called alafoss and in particular they do a chunky yarn which is called alafoss lopi and not only did I bring some back, but actually the pricing point is so good on it, I had them send me some over as well. <laughs> as you do. Um, when I say oh, some, dear. I mean like... A massive, like a shop full. <laughs> you know the boxes you get when you're moving house? Yeah, I was one of them. I remember seeing yeah. them and I was like, what's this lady came, doing? They came into work where they used to work and they were like, is that wool? Uh-huh. I think I perhaps should have realised then that yeah. you were... Crazy doomed. yarn lady. Doomed, doomed. So I got four shades of that, all in grey, because I really love that palette. So you will see how different it looks. So Lens, you used a 3.5mm hook? I did, actually, yes. 3.5mm. Okay. Which is a US 4E. E. And I used a 5.5mm hook. So there's quite a difference in the size, but that was what the Lopi called for. Um... And that is a US size 9i. And yes, the feel is different. Lens is a lot um, softer, as you would expect, because mine is Icelandic and the staple length on the Icelandic sheep is quite substantial. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes like, I've just picked one off there, which I thought was one of my human hairs. And it's not. It's it's one of the sheep hairs and they're, they're yeah, huge. They're really long. But it's really hard wearing, beautiful yarn. It smells very sheepy. Mm -hmm. But I followed Lynn's design to the letter. Mm -hmm. And there you've got exactly the same pattern, different, two, two different yarns, mm. different hook sizes, and two completely different looks. And that's really what we're trying to encourage with the book, is don't just look at a pattern and think, well, that's it, I like that, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. look at yeah. it again and think about what you've got in your stash or what yarns you really like and how you could change the pattern to suit your needs um, we've done the same so there's a blanket pattern that yeah. Lynn has done as well Lynn's uh, is going to be much smaller but I've used the same yarn for Lynn, my version of Lynn's blanket mine is it's huge, huge. Yeah. it fits on my um, double bed very happily yeah so Matt, the, the blanket has the the pico just in the center of the granny square on every square mm. but Faye you didn't do the pico you didn't add the pico because you could just leave it without but um so it looks quite different almost mm -hmm. doesn't it really yeah. but it's absolutely stunning yeah yours, yeah so do you want to quickly run through what your patterns are going to be for so my patterns are for this lovely cushion then there is a blanket that kind of matches this cushion really nicely because I used West Yorkshire Spinners yarn mm -hmm. which um, had yarn support and 
from West Yorkshire Spinners and from Black Sheep Wolves in Warrington, so that was really nice. Um, the colours are actually quite similar, and I yes, wondered so. if they're dyed at the same place. I don't know because this red that you can see in here is in is in the fleck of one of the bird yarns. So West Yorkshire Spinners signature four ply comes in their bird colours, mm -hmm. so they're named after birds. So there's Kingfisher and various others. And then they have the solid colours as well, which tend to match some of the little flecks of yarn. So they are quite similar, so they look nice as a set. So that's my blanket and the cushion. They're a kind of set. And then I've also um, designed just a very simple cowl with two colours of yarn. And this yarn is Barbar Brick House. Mm -hmm. Again, yarn support was provided which was really kind so this is kind of a, a another kind of a take two scarf in yep. a way because half of the scarf is in the brown the sort of brownie color dominates the the um the lighter shade but then on the other half of the scarf the lighter shade dominates so really depending on how you feel you could have one colour against your skin one day, or, or you could have And depending the other. on your outfit as well. Yeah, so it's quite versatile. And I'd I've not finished it yet, it hasn't actually got buttons on it. It is a cowl, um, but equally, if you really had a little bit more yarn, you could make it into a scarf. Yeah. You don't have to make it this long, you could make it shorter, longer. The reason that I've made it this length is because these skeins of yarn come in 100 grams. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to use 60 grams of each colour and have 40 grams left over because that would be a complete waste of money. So I've made sure that I've pretty much used 50 grams of each colour because that ties in with your stash diving. Yeah. You're more likely to have a 50 gram ball of yarn in your stash so that you know you can use them up. But equally, I'm going to use the other the 50 grams of each colour to make some mittens, mittens will yeah, match. Which, um, will match and that's one of the things that we've tried to do with each of our patterns in the book is yarn management so that you know exactly what it is that you're going to need and you're not left with masses left over or if you are that there's another pattern in the book that would match in with that yeah. item so for instance the bag that I um, was talking through earlier and I'll, I'll put a more detailed um photo up of that that uses about 110 grams of a specific DK yarn however that yarn could then be used for two of my other projects yeah. Yeah. so you don't you're not then you haven't then bought 200 grams and you're left with 90 grams thinking well what am I going to do with that you've got things that you can do to help match in if yeah. that's what you want to do or um, with one of the projects it requires 75 grams but they're 25 gram balls and you're left with little bits again could be used on one of the other yeah. projects so we've tried to be quite clever with it and coming back to our principles not being wasteful so if you've got an eye if you've got yarn left over then you could do other projects from the book and use up that yarn so the book will be coming out at some point it will be this year yeah. um and we'll let you know in advance for the podcast when we will have it available to buy it will be available through ravelry Yep. Um, my own website as well. And um, my website or my blog, whichever yeah. I can make uh, monetize. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and it will be a digital and hard copy yeah. as well. We're quite keen to have a hard copy because some people just prefer yeah. that. And we find a really good environmental printer yeah. as well, um, so, local to us. So, yeah. so it'll be on nice paper, it'll have a recycled, really nice feel yeah. to it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be lovely. So it's quite, <laughs> we're excited, but yeah. we're knackered. Yeah. <laughs> we're so tired. Yeah. So yeah, that's it for now on the on the book bits and pieces. Yeah. So if I quickly cover the Yarn Club review, this is something we mentioned in the last podcast, and it was just a quick kind of cursory mention to say, would anybody interested be interested in understanding, um, what a yarn club looks like, which ones are out there, and, and reviewing them, and the, the response was yes, please, and so I selflessly yes of course for the good of others yeah for the good of the crochet circles <laughs> signed up to a yarn club i've never done it before and we've got um bex who comes to wool gathering does quite a few yarn clubs and um it's always interesting to see what she's got coming through not all of it is stuff that i would personally want to crochet with she, she and i have got quite different tastes um and so what i've done is i've held off purposefully until i've found a dyer who to my mind has never died a bad thing in their life and the more I see of their stuff the more I think I, ju- I just want to try mm-hmm. your stuff out so the one that I plumbed for was um, Life in the Long Grass who is an Irish based dyer and she uses a merino base and so I signed up for her club so although I signed up for it in August and yes I've paid for it I don't actually have the other I haven't received it. And the thing is with these clubs, sometimes they are limited, so you do have to, oh. as soon as they're out, Tell me you have to it. get in there and you have to pay, so it, you didn't have a choice really. No, did I, did, I didn't. So it said on their website, um, second week of August, the next yarn club, the mm-hmm. autumn yarn club will go live, and I got that at the tail end of the first week. So I sat there like, literally checking their website every couple of hours, mm-hmm. their Twitter account, I was stalking them. Because I know that when their club goes live, yeah. it goes and that's mm-hmm. it. And I really wanted it and I really want to be able to share that experience through the podcast. And um, I happened to be in the house, sat at my laptop and I hadn't been for hours and I sat down and it was like divine intervention. Bing! Life in the Long Grass Club has just gone live and I was like frantic, like keyboard clanking <laughs> and my credit card wouldn't work and I was just like... I want this club. I want. I want to have this club, and I put the wrong digits in. It's not a long fault, but I got it, and I still think I must have been the first one to go through because it was like a couple of minutes. Ding, email pinging back saying you're in. Yeah. So, the more different one, I'm denying myself yarn throughout August, and two. I got in touch with Life in the Long Grass and said, when do you expect the deliveries to come through? Because yeah. you do not know what you're going to get. I know what base I want, and that's what I've ordered, and I've doubled up on the hanks. Because if I really love it, I'm going to want to do more than Just 100 grams, grams with it. Yeah. So I could do garments yeah. with it, or bigger shawls. And she said, usually it's the first week of the month, first to second. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. So, so here's my time. promise, though. Yeah. September time. I am not going to open that until we record our next <laughs> it's gonna kill me yeah i'm gonna open yeah. it live oh wow on the podcast yeah. so that you can hear and see my reaction to the yarn club i might I'll hate it exciting, i'll yeah. be amazed if i hate it because i really love her stuff 
Um, but that way you can get my excitement of okay. it and see it. So I might have to come and bring it to your house just so I don't look at it. Like I was yeah, that child. Yeah, you give it to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put it away. I could expertly unpick yeah. Christmas presents, sell the tape, have a keek and do it back up yeah. and my mother mm-hmm. would never know. Mm-hmm. And then I could probably, like, I could steep my lighters open, such a nosy bugger. But I'm going to have to not mm. look at my subscription. Okay. So I've been having a, a quick look around as well to see if there's any that I would subscribe to and I keep coming back to the same one over and over again and it's the Barbara Accounts yeah. one because they have really gorgeous um, hand-dyed yarns and they're from a different dyer each month and the theme is inspired by some like a sunset or something mm. like that. So you get a photograph of, of the um, inspiration as yeah. well. So, But I'll, I'll have another check. And I might do that quite quickly so that maybe I'd get the yarn. Will you do the same and not open it? Yeah. Yes. You'll get a double bubble. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I'll have a look and if if it'll come in time, I'll do it. Or we could open each other's and then not tell you. So we we get some glory. (laughs) You got giddy about that. You're like, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that would be great if that came Mm. in time. Um, Yeah, I'll have a look at that. And see what they've got. But what. what we were also wondering is, have any of you signed up to a yarn club? If it, like, No matter where you are in the world, what was that feeling of getting that post and not knowing what you were going to get? Um, who did you use? Were you always impressed with it? Was the base good enough? Um, did you use it? Because I think you can get quite a few yarn club swaps. So if there's something that comes through that's just simply not your colourway, yeah. like for instance... If I had stuff that was heavily pink orientated, no, it wouldn't be for yeah. me. Um, but saying that, you could perhaps use the yarn to gift to somebody that does like yeah. pink if you were feeling generous. But on Ravelry, there are swaps okay. for mm-hmm. um, your specific dyers or uh, across that. So that would be one way of dealing with it. But if you've had a yarn club, did you think it was worth the money? Mm-hmm. And there's not just yarn clubs, there's also box subscription subscription boxes. Yeah. So they're quite popular at the moment as well. So either yarn club, subscription box, yeah. whatever you've done. I mean, I considered a box, but there tend to be quite small quantities of, of yarn that's just or not hand-dyed or anything. Yeah. And the kind of quite small projects, a bit like often the Amigurumi toys and that, I don't think that's like I design them and I love yeah Yeah. I love designing little toys I really do but I wouldn't want to buy a kit that that's what I'm going to be making so I think I'd stick with the yarn myself yeah so I think what I'll do is open up a thread on our Ravelry discussion board and talk about some of the kind of question parameters for having a yarn club and then I'll be able to post up photos of mine and you can do the same and you can see what we get and just gauge how much enjoyment there is out of it and whether if it's something that you've been thinking about for a while like coming up to Christmas time as well I know you get more yarn clubs coming up to Christmas but Um, sometimes a subscription is a really nice thing so my friend had a birthday yesterday and her husband has bought her a pom-pom subscription which is lovely you know and I think she said the first issue that she's got is all about hand dyeing yarn, so it ties it in with yeah. coming to the Lovely. workshop, so yeah. perfect, really. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll put it in the thread, and then we'd love to hear your experiences of having um, a yarn club yeah. come through your letterbox. And equally, if there's one that hasn't caught your eye, what is it that you're looking for? Mm. 
So it'd be interesting to see what you think is missing from the marketplace as well. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. So we will report back. If anybody else wants to like join us in our yarn club endeavours, yeah. you can send like, selfies <laughs> as you're <laughs> opening up. I don't know how you do that, open it and selfie at the same time. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so what's good? Final segment. Well, what's good was my mandala book for yeah. me. Um, that must be really nice so to have that coming through It was really nice to get it through the post. It was really nice to see the whole book come together because when you're designing and you've got deadlines you're kind of getting through stuff and then you've got all the pattern checking then you send it off it's proofread and you you know it goes on and on and then you forget about it for a while and then all of a sudden it pops through the door yeah. and you think oh how exciting yeah. this is going to be I think it's going to be quite popular just because mandalas are popular and these books the are one of Search Press's most popular books I think the whole series of 20 to make because of 4 Yeah, it's a really it's, good price point. You've like got 20, five pounds. 20 patterns, yeah. 20 designs for £5. So, you know, just a great... Good. Yeah, so that was mine, what's good. Mine is the workshop that we talked about earlier. So it's something that I'm doing under the banner of my company, Knit It, Hook It, Craft It. Mm-hmm. And I've long wanted to learn how to hand dye yarns. So I'm working with... A lady called Nick Rudd, who owns yarns from Plain. She actually lives like ten miles away, and so she's coming down to teach ten of us how to hand dye yarn. And we're doing um, hand painted, dip dyeing, and kettle um, dyeing. So we're doing really three different techniques, and all of the yarn that we're using is on a British base as well. And we're going to do um, fifty gram skeins of. Aaron and then some little mini skeins as I'm well. I'm really looking forward to the mini skeins. <laughs> it's going to be great fun. It's going to be fun. And the yeah. best thing is that you can pre-order extra bases. Yeah. So I'm going to get some extra mini skeins yeah. as well as a 50 gram skein. Um, so yeah, the way I've set it up with Nick is that if you really love making socks, then you can dye enough mini skeins that you've got enough for cuffs and heels and toes. So you can be really specific about what you want to dye up. And if you want to do cushions or a jumper Mm -hmm. or a cardigan, then you can just buy um, at a really decent pricing point, extra yarn, and then dye all. And the the magic of wearing something Mm -hmm. that you've crocheted or knitted and hand dyed as well. I'm really excited. And I'm trying to make it like quite a nice day and have nice little goodies for people and like free-flowing tea and coffee and hot chocolates and nice home, homemade cakes by me. Mm-hmm. And also Nick is going to do a trunk show at the lunchtime and so am I. Yeah. And I've encouraged anybody else who's coming to the workshop yeah. to come and bring their own wares as well and sell them. The workshop's just going to be good fun. I'm thinking about maybe having some music on in the background yeah, and just, nice. just chasing it up a bit. That's, so that's, that's what's good in my world. Good, sounds brilliant. So, I think that's it for this time. It's another it's a whopper. mega, another whopper of an episode. I think the reality is, though, that we only record once a month and where you might come across other podcasts that are weekly and those weekly podcasts run for half an hour to 45 minutes, we've got the same amount of content, probably a little less, but it's a month's worth of content. So where previously we've really heavily edited the audio podcast mm-hmm. i think we're going to pull back on that a little bit and just run what whatever the length will be the length will be we will edit it but actually the feedback that we've had from crochet circulars is longer is good longer is fine if you know if i 
um, want to take it in two or three shots, we'll take it in two or three shots. So I'd rather have more content than less because what's lovely is people are saying, I can't wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, so, I mean, you can always press pause and yeah. save it for another day. You don't have to listen to the whole thing all in one go. Exactly, and the same with YouTube. I regularly do that with some of the longer ones. Mm-hmm. And especially um, something like Grocery Girls, I will pause it almost to eke it out a little bit. Yeah. So the last one was just under two hours and I used it as a goal and said I'm allowed to crochet for an hour and then I have to go and do something else and yeah. come back and then I'm allowed yeah. the le- the next portion of it. That sounds good. So, yeah, we're, you will get longer podcasts from us from now on in. So, yes, thank you for that. So all of the show notes will be available. We'll put all the links to things that we've mentioned, photographs so that yeah. you can see what we've been talking about. And, yeah, thanks for, for listening. Thank you. We'll thank see you, you next time. Thank you for joining time. us. Bye. Bye.